Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. And welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. This is the April board meeting recap podcast, and I have here with me Board President Robert Riggs and Board Vice President Gail Sims. So how are we this morning? Doing great. Doing good. Glad great. to be with you. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So we have a um, very special um, event coming up on um, Thursday night, and I know at the meeting last night you all had a chance to recognize the uh, Teachers of the Year. Of course, we're going to announce the district-wide Teachers of the Year for not only Teachers of the Year, but for STEM Teachers of the Year, which is a new um, initiative that the district is doing. So... Talk about the um, both the Teachers of the Year and STEM Teachers of the Year. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we are always appreciative of all of our teachers uh, and what they are doing. They have really put in extra and went above and beyond. But understand that these people, the ones who were voted on, were selected by their peers This was not us deciding who should be uh, the person. They were selected by their peers as some that have really gone above and beyond to help our students to just be a shining light in our district. And Thursday night, we'll get to find out who will be uh, our Teacher of the Year. So I'm looking forward to really meeting and getting to know each and every one of them because the ones who were selected are the teacher of the year for their campus, and then out of all of those, uh, will be they will be selecting one teacher of the year. But, uh, as Trustee Sims uh, identified, it is such a great time to see the teachers uh, be acknowledged for their great work. And many of them have been in the district for a long time. Some of them are new. Some of them have never been uh, nominated for this prestigious award. Um, and, and so they're uh, being nominated for the first time. Others, they've had it for multiple times and as short as the last five years. And it's just really a time where we identify the very um, top performers in each school um, selected by the peers, as you said, and uh, it's great. It's a fantastic time where we can step back and recognize this has been another difficult year following two previous years that were um, plagued with COVID. And um, these teachers are recovering and doing so well in so many areas. So. Okay, great. And then I know the next thing, um, we've been talking a lot about the budget now with um, that time is kind of now upon us. What can you tell me about uh, where we are on the budget? Yeah, one one of the items that we are constantly looking for, and we have hired the Hilltop Securities Group, which is our bond team, uh, is to evaluate the outstanding requirements for the bonds that we have already placed uh, that are already out there in the pipeline. And um, there was an opportunity that is going to come up in the month of August Uh, for us to be able to early pay $3 million worth of bonds back. And in doing so, that will save over $308,000 of interest. So just by paying early, 
with funds that are in the um, uh, balances that are in the uh, interest and saving funds, we're going to be able to save $308,000 of interest that would otherwise be spent by taxpayers. So um, this is a, a long line of bonds that we have been able to pay back early as bond rates have been low. And uh, we are just taking every opportunity to be good stewards of the funds that we've been entrusted with. And one of the things uh, with our financial update that we received last night, just a primer here, our budget goes from June, from J July 1 through June 30th. So that is what we are in right now is our uh, trying to prepare our budget for the next school year. And some of the things that we're looking at are what are our priorities? Uh, we, you know, uh, Mr. Prado gave us a list of priorities, and it's up to us to kind of look through those to try and figure out what is a priority going forward for next year. And our focus always has to remain on what is the best thing that we can do for our students. Right. Uh, it, it's not about us. It's not about uh anything but our students and our teachers and what can we do how can we build our budget where it is helping assisting it is prioritizing students and their uh, academic achievement what can we do to support them so well there are a lot of things there there are things in the budget that we can't change that we're required to do uh, that we're required to have in there and all, but there are some things that we can look at that we can decide. How do we want to use this? How do we want to fund programs uh, next year that support our children? Okay, and then we were uh, fortunate to get a uh, generous donation from uh, Tractor Supply Company um, Branded Management um, for the Plummer Elementary Playground, it was a donation that you all, as a board, approved uh, for $20,000. Yeah, we've, we have been, the district has been blessed by the community involvement uh, for the last several years. We are constantly hearing of uh, donations that are interested, you know, people want to give gifts to the district, and um, we are so pleased to be able to receive those and them to use and in this case it's for uh, part of a plumber playground enhancements and uh, just being able to focus and provide something that kids will be using for for a long period of time uh, it's a great gift so we're, we're very thankful for the folks at Brandon Management and Tractor Supply Company for considering Cedar Hill ISD yes yes amen yeah <laughs> Okay, and then uh, we have a, a One Vision contract um, that you all um, took a look at last night, so tell us about that. That is just exciting. That is exciting. That is to upgrade our uh, scoreboard with LED uh, and making sure that, I mean, it'll be, there's just so much it'll be able to do with replays and if anybody's been in the football stadium, you you know that it's way, 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 way past time to get that upgraded. At the same time, 
they will upgrade our uh, scoreboards in the gym. Uh, two of those, and then on the uh, scores table, there'll be a scoreboard. So it is something that has just been a, a, a blessing. Just and uh, I, I want to give props, of course, to uh, A.D. Benjamin, Melanie Benjamin, for going out and really researching and looking into uh, what it, what it's going to cost. And this is one. That is, we, we will pay a dollar and then lease back uh, the uh, scoreboard and all of that to uh, One Vision, who will go out, get uh, sponsors, get advertisement, and just be able to upgrade us to uh, the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are very pleased. We've been looking for a replacement um, for the scoreboard at the football stadium for probably six of my eight years on the board to this point. And over this period of time, we've seen multiple different um, uh, proposals. Uh, some of them required um, 750 to a million dollars. Uh, we were not going to spend that kind of money. We waited. Another version came back and it required a, C a Cedar Hill District employee to go door to door and try and sell advertisements. And that's really not what these um, school districts businesses are is to educate children. And so we didn't follow that and um, persistence paid off. We are very pleased uh, to be able to replace, not just with a scoreboard, but with a high definition scoreboard and also one where we will have production capabilities from one vision that will supervise our students in internships as they record yes. the, the activities and events. This is not just for football. Um, I've had a, my sons grew up in the soccer program at Cedar Hill, and there'd be times instead of playing before 8,000 students, uh, we would be playing before 80. Uh, and so within that group of 80, you know, the scoreboard would be turned off. And you would just have those kids going in these situations now. We'll be able to provide the same kind of visibility to our scholar athletes on the football field as we will to the golf and tennis and the track stars. And this will also create a situation, I think, where people from outside the district will want to come and utilize our facilities and pay rent for it. So, again, this is another fantastic contract for the district. It takes no money out of fund balance, upgrades our facilities and ability to serve our community. Um, and we hope to unveil it in August, a Longhorn Roundup. And we'd like to invite, be the first to invite you out when that announcement is. We'd love you to come see the new scoreboard, see our kids, support them, the band, the cheerleaders, the drill team. Uh, all the different clubs that will be there. It will be a blowout. Uh, the kids will want to be a part of the school system uh, just because of some of those things that we're doing to improve the culture around the district. Okay, great. And um, I know that Lone Star governor, Governance, all of the goals are very important to you all, but um, last night you had an opportunity to focus um, – kind of hone in on uh, goal one, which is to increase the percentage of scholars graduating college career and military ready. 
And then right. goal four is to increase the percentage of scholars participating in both extracurricular and co-curricular studies. So tell me about that. Let, let me just start with number four first, because that matches kind of close within right. the score. Yeah. Recognizing that co-curricular is one of the four priorities that we have placed. One of the top goals that we want to identify is to have all of our students engaged in some kind of extracurricular activity, whether that's a sports club or drama, music, um, or one of the clubs that's on the elementary school districts for robotics or STEM products or, or the earth um, and growing things in the biology clubs. But all of those are going to be able to be featured as well onto the scoreboard. And we're seeing, um, we know that if students are engaged and desire to be in class, desire to be a part of something bigger than themselves, then they're going to be more engaged in their studies their scores are going to be higher, and they're going to be um, drawn. They're drawn to being in the schools and around their friends, and and that's the kind of environment we want to have at the district. And I think that is a very important distinction to make, because someone might ask, why extracurricular? Why co-curricular? And I think that's the, a very important distinction that when students are involved. Uh, with things going on there in the school, they become more interested in their studies. Right. Uh, and I think that's very important. Uh, when looking at uh, goal number one on college career military ready readiness, there are three domains that we are looking at. And it's college, it's career, and military. And students uh, have must be able to pass at least one of the requirements in each one of in, in one of those domains. They don't. They can do it in all three. They can decide to go to college, decide to get a uh, some kind of career certificate, and then join the military. Uh, we get credit only for one because it's only one student. We get credit, but it's important that we have our students. Uh, do all of this uh, different types of things in order to get that credit and get it in that domain. And um, uh, it's whether it's taking dual credit classes, whether it's trying to get certificates that we uh, offer uh, here in the district, or whether they decide to go to the military. Uh, we want students to decide what they are going to do beyond high school, because truly, uh, that's about where life begins, uh, the real world, real world life uh, begins uh, at that time. That's great. It, it, is the, um, it is the effort of a school district, and the ultimate uh, success that we have are graduates that are ready to go into society and be productive members, great citizens, great academics, uh, great military leaders, and, and engaged in, in making their community a better place. That's the ultimate test of what we are trying to do at Cedar Hill. And being able to measure those are very difficult. Uh, these are for our graduates. They are not 
um, not for the students that we currently have, but there are indicators that we can track and making sure they are prepared to perform academically with their peers at other higher education institutes. And that is a great challenge and we accept that challenge and we want our students to be able to compete and they are competing. We also want them to be able, for those students that don't want the college career, we want them to be able to walk right out into active service, have tools and trades available that they can be productive in immediately. And then finally, there are students that are going to choose that military route. And ultimately, we would like to have students have an option, be great in certifications, be great in academics, and have a desire to serve their country in the military and, and be able to have a difficult decision of to which of those three to pursue. That's our goal, and that's what we're hoping to accomplish by studying and tracking that. And uh, it's ultimately, it's a slow process. Uh, it is, it is um, uh, subjective in some areas, but we are doing our best to try and quantify uh, the success that we're having and focus on continuing to grow that for our students. Okay, great, great. And then we had three um, individuals in the district who uh, were promoted uh, last evening um, in special education and also human resources and with the uh, Strive Academy. So uh, talk about that. Well, I, I think one of the things that we want to, uh, uh, that we want to make sure we want to look at is who do we have who are already here, who are ready to be promoted to move up. And we, and in doing this, it's exciting when you see we are promoting our own, that we are looking at our own. I'm sure uh, they looked at who might be there on the outside, but promoting our own, uh, Ms. Turner, Mr. Petty, who's been here for a while, uh, and who'll be going over to Strive, and then uh, Ms. Jackson, who is has served as the executive uh, director of Human Resources, uh, moving to the assistant superintendent position. Uh, we're looking for them to do great things. Uh, I'm sure they will uh, have plenty of people behind them, helping them, uh, that they can turn to uh, if they have questions or anything. But we're excited for them and for what they will uh, be doing uh, for our district. Robert, do you have anything on that one? No, it is great. I think you summed it up terrific. Uh, we are pleased to see qualified folks step into new roles of responsibility. Some uh, have experience in higher areas. Some this is going to be their first time at that level. Um, but I know uh, Dr. Hudson is pleased to build out a strong team uh, that can provide all the necessary supports for students to be successful. And, and we certainly have areas of improvement needed uh, across the board, but uh, as we put in good people um, that are capable of doing the work, we'll continue to see improvements on the district-wide level. Okay, great. And then um, finally, um, I know last night there was a reception for one of your colleagues, um, Board Secretary Dr. Keisha Lankford, who I know next month will be her um, 
final month with the board as she's, you know, not running for re-election. Um, what was that like to have, you know, your final board meeting with your colleague? Well, it, it you know, it's kind of bittersweet uh, because we know uh, Dr. Langford is going to land on her feet and she's going to continue, as she said. She may be leaving the board, but she'll, she will continue to be an advocate uh, for our children, for our teachers. Uh, she, as she said, she wants to be a voice for the voiceless, is what she wants to do. Uh, as you know, May 7th is uh, the election, and they'll be electing a new person. And then in our, at our regular board meeting in May, we will... Uh, canvass the votes and we will have a new board member who will take her place but we know that Dr. Langford will always be a part of the board uh, in her advocacy uh, she has been with us for three years now and she has certainly been a voice uh, for with the board with our superintendent she has been a voice the to be heard, and I think people, and we absolutely appreciate the fact that uh, she's been there. Yeah, Dr. Langford had, in, in one short term, uh, Dr. Langford had an impact on the board that was very meaningful. Um, her desire was to see the people that did not have a voice in the district, those who were struggling, those that had mental concerns or challenges, uh, those that had emotional uh, needs, um, those that have the most difficulty in advocating for themselves, um, Dr. Langford was always a strong supporter and asking the question of the board. And that, I think, will have a lasting impact that will go well beyond her time on the board personally. She also served on the committee and on the facilities committee, or on the facilities committee mainly, that I recall. And, um, I, I think she might have been one of the most excited regarding the new scoreboard and it will be fun to have her come back next year and be able to see the students and see some of the impact that she's had well beyond her time of the board. So, um, but overall, good, good meeting, good time with her, and we wish her the very best. We are pray our prayers are for her family as they continue to recover from their recent loss. And um, thank you for uh, just encouraging people like that to be on the board. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing you at the uh, or visiting with you again in May.